You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 409 of Podcateers. This week we got a little carried away not paying attention to the clock, so buckle up folks because this is a longer one than usual. We talk Tron Vinyl coming back to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the franchise, Disney drops a new album with some interesting renditions, more Muppets goodness in the form of Lego, we get a teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, Tarzan's Treehouse might be getting reimagined, plus we get our first look at the new finale flow for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Videos for things that we talk about in this episode can be found at podcateers.com 409. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode, and you can join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but we'd love for you to join our Discord community. Joining is super simple. Just head over to the blog post for the episode and click on the Discord logo, or click on the link in our pinned IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like access to the Podcateers after show, discount codes for Podcateers gear, access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. We're going to try to keep this one short because, like I said, it's a much longer episode than usual. We're going to serve you up a heap and helping of this week's episode, and we're going to get this thing started. So here we go. Here is episode 409 of Podcateers. Clue the movie? Nobody? No? I remember Clue the movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. That's a stacked cast. Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, other people. (laughs) I just recently found that film used for $2 Uh on DVD. I have the Blu-ray. Do you really? I And the DVD, yeah. I've done the play, like the stage version before. Um, and I did it in high school and, um, yeah, I've, I've always just liked the movie. So it's a silly fun time. I want to say that it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's on some streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Mart Mull's in it. Um, a guy named Lee Ving. I think that's a very funny name. That's a good film. Lee Ving. Yeah. I, it's one of the only board games also, by the way, that I really enjoy playing. I'm not huge on board games. I will mm-hmm. play them. I'm a very situational board game player. If we happen to be in a group that, you know, it's like everybody's like, yeah, board game time, you know, or if uh-huh. like my wife and my kids really want to play a board game, I will normally play with them. But I tend to stay away from it. It's not like the first thing that comes out of me or, you know, where I'm like, oh, we should all play a board game. Because board yeah. games, as fun as they can be, can also be the downfall of society. <laughs> well, that's mostly the monopoly is the True. the big culprit. Oh boy. True. Um, Fighting. Who's game. yeah? Who's your who's your character in uh, Monopoly or not in Monopoly? I'm sorry, in Clue. Colonel Mustard. Gotta, that's me too. Colonel Mustard. Nice. You be Colonel Mustard. Nice. What about Larry? You play Clue. You got a uh, never played or Professor watched Plum. the movie. None of them. Professor Plum played been. by uh, Christopher Lloyd, a subject of. Uh, <laughs> 
He goes, it's you and me, honey bunch. <laughs> in the movie. I've got to get into this. No. We got a, I got a hole in the office I'm in right now. The whole wall over here is just like board games and puzzles. So we got all kinds of board games. I got cranium, too sucked in Candyland, I guess. Apples to oh, apples. Cranium is so good, dude. Dice Capades, Quelf, Magic Maze. Oh, that's a fun game. You guys, people, if you haven't tried out Magic Maze, that game's kind of fun. Um, I got all the villainous. Well, they're they're my wife's, but villainous, all the <laughs> Disney villainous. Um, yeah, all kinds of games. I'm yeah. uh, off the mic. I realize I'm on the side, so hopefully everybody heard me. <laughs> See that in particular. There's a couple games that you mentioned, like villainous, for instance, that I haven't had an opportunity to play and you know really enjoy the game. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things. I'm looking forward to when we can finally have the space and have, you know, everybody over to record is play a game or something in person. Yeah. Because I want to play the Haunted Mansion game with you guys. I want to play the the Jungle Cruise game that I got with you guys. Uh, I mean, it seems infantile, but damn it, the It's a Small World board game is also fun. I also want to play that with you guys. And then, of course, there's, you know, Villainous and all those other games that I want to I have the play. Disneyland monorail board game. Shut up. There's a monorail yeah. board game? Hold on. I'm going to roll over and get Ooh. it. Larry, did you know there was a monorail board game? I sure didn't. I mean, it sounds like something you'd buy at Disneyland. <laughs> it does sound like know. that. Like, I mean, Walking I'm around pretty, Main Street. Yeah, that would be like an easy seller. But I, I'm psyched to see what this even looks like. Just the artwork. Oh, so where did you get this at? The Disneyland monorail game. Oh, that looks like it's from the man. 80s, it's man. A, it's a repop of a game, I believe, from the 60s or 70s. There um, you go. I got it at a yard sale. Wow. And it's very find. simple, but the artwork is pretty cool. You got the subs and like the TWA Rocket to the Moon. Um, yeah. Parker Brothers. But it's, oh, it's you know, the... The the board is Disneyland, and yeah, that is go cool. Around through the monorail, so it's a cool. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a relic right there. So, oh wow! Copyright nineteen sixty is the uh, wow. That's which amazing. It can't be right. I think that's just an old copyright because, as we all know, the monorail was in nineteen sixty five. Right, Disneyland. Right. Yeah, 1965, Monorail. If we only had a quiz show on the network. Yeah, really. (laughs) Matterhorn and uh, the sub. That's 65, so this copyright is wrong. Hey, you know uh, Clue? I got a cool game. You know Clue Clue. has, um, I remember seeing in the uh, Nintendo eShop that there was a game called Cluedo. That's -hmm. supposed to be like an online multiplayer version of Clue. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be cross-platform. Like they're supposed to have, like they have like an iOS and Android version. They also are supposed to have like a Steam version for PC and the Switch version. I don't know what the cost is or anything like that, but I know that when it was on sale in the eShop, it was like four dollars or something like that. But if I remember correctly, they had like season passes or something like that, where you had to purchase additional games or boards or something i'll look into it i almost feel like if we can pull off like a a digital clue game with the fgp squad like we do like the jackbox games Mm -hmm. i think it could be a fun thing to do on one of the calls oh yeah 
Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. So, Clu- so Cluedo, um, I know a little bit about this because when I did the show, but so Cluedo is actually the like British version of Clue. They're the same like board game. Oh, okay. But it's like it's just called something different. And I believe that um, they had like a like a game show as well in England or in Britain somewhere called Cluedo. Um, but yeah, that's it's the same game as Clue. Uh, just I think I believe that's the British name for it, uh, as opposed to Clue here in the states. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna see what it costs and to see if there's like a like a version we could get where it allows all of us to play. Where maybe I control it for everybody or something. And then um, if I can get it running, maybe on the next call that we're doing, since that's coming up, maybe we can play Cluedo. Oh, yeah. And if not, we'll just default to Jackbox. I know that there was a couple yeah. of games in the latest pack that we still haven't had an opportunity to play, so it'll be fun. Oh, here's a, a, a Cluedo is a play on the words Clue and the board game Ludo. Hmm. <laughs> so there's something. You had to solve a lot of questions from people right now. People were wondering. <laughs> they were. They were. What does it mean? <laughs> Wikipedia Cluedo. told us it's the Yo, board I game was one Ludo <laughs> it, and Ludo. If you didn't know. <laughs> No, it's a strategy land. board game for game. two to four players in which the player races with four tokens. And it's a board game. Anyway, there was a there was a villains clue game that at one point I wanted to get, and I there's a haunted mansion it. clue as well. Uh, but it's with the Disney characters, right? It's not like the the mansion characters, if I remember correctly. I'm gonna look it up. I think yes, it's I like think. the Fab Five are are the main characters Let's in that see. one. Yes, it looks. I mean, it doesn't that. matter. It looks it's like that, and then the, it looks like that, and then like the. I think the ghosts are like the weapons. Yeah, it's it's a Whoa. little bit of a twist on it, but I, I think it's there's actually that one. the sensational six Hazen. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Daisy's in there for six. I like players. it. Okay, all right. Well, good to know. There you go. Uh, so I know that there's that one. They had the villains one, and I think they made a Star Wars version at one point. Um. But I don't know if they're all in print. I'm sure that they're all, you know, you have to buy them on eBay or something at this point because they've been around for some time. Um, I, I guess the the ones you tend to find a lot of are Monopoly and the Game of Life. Those are the ones mm-hmm. that you tend to always find. Monopoly especially. The last time we were in the park, those were the two that I remember seeing when we were walking around the stores. But I don't see – oh, wait – I, there was a Pirates of the Caribbean something. Um, what was it? I know I have. I probably have a photo in my photo gallery because I was going to send it to you. And then um, I didn't because something distracted me. Oh, I know. <laughs> so I remember taking the photo thinking, oh, this is a cool board game. And then I remember turning around and seeing the Disneyland Monterey or the uh, the Disneyland Railroad train, like the little model trains that they have. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, shiny. And I walked over <laughs> to that box and I never sent the photo of the board games. But yes, it looks like there's a Pirates of the Caribbean game of life. That's what it is. OK, so, yeah, Damn. I that's mean, sold in the park. Yeah, they sell like Target. <laughs> that okay, then that's my. This is a Pirates of the Caribbean dead man's chest. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about okay. right. I'll find the photo and then I will confirm that's what I saw. But I remember specifically seeing it and thinking to myself, "Oh man, I have to buy this." But anyway, 
I'll post it in the Discord server if anybody wants to see the board game. But we saw it at um, not at Disneyland. We actually saw it at Elias and Company in DCA. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, Harley yeah, looking that area. Okay. Yeah, it looks like there's a Disney Parks exclusive Pirates of the Caribbean battleship. Oh, oh, that man. sounds familiar too. I'm missing out. I'm looking at all kinds game. of stuff. Battleship, Stratego. I've um, never seen Stratego anywhere. Scrabble. I don't know where you get Pirates of the Caribbean Scrabble. Is it just like the tiles <laughs> are have little skulls on them or something? Everything has an R. <laughs> R. <laughs> yeah, it's only <laughs> only pirate words are allowed. <laughs> oh, That's man. funny. That's good. Scallywag is an eighty point word. <laughs> that'd be cool they could, they could just do like disney parks attractions guess who like that would oh, be yeah. a very, oh that is like, a great easy game go. to do here we go per attraction i mean especially like mansion and like pirates where there's like a lot of characters does your attraction have ghosts no, you do like well, one you have the per, people, yeah, like, the characters inside the yeah. Like each each attraction has its own version because they have so many characters. Like, does your attraction you... have a hatchet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> wow. Does your does your, does your character, character have, have a beard? <laughs> oh, oh wait a minute. Boy. <laughs> does your character like to sit on a barrel? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Does they have your character have an affinity for rum? <laughs> Always asking for it. <laughs> Hairy feet. Oh, here, yeah. kitty, kitty. It's <laughs> <laughs> old Bill. All right. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, we should move on from board games because we have other stuff to talk about, including some music stuff that was recently announced, uh, some new releases on Spotify. And this is, look, honestly, this is a great time for what we're about to talk about because. A long time ago in a kingdom far, far away, I lost my old vinyl player, my old record player. Oh, don't know what the heck happened to it. Honestly, I, I really don't know. I feel like it was swallowed up by the ground. The point is that for a really long time, I've had all these Disney vinyls that I have not been able to listen to. They're just mm-hmm. stored away. And this weekend, my brother upgraded and he says, hey, man. You want you want my old Victrola? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and so he brought it over, and now I have a method to listen to that vinyl. And I'm so happy that I can finally break those out again. Is it like an all-in-one yeah. deal? Or is it, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's nothing fancy, but the ability to finally listen to the, those vinyl pieces again yeah. I think is fantastic. And... One vinyl that I don't have is actually one of the topics for today for the 40th anniversary. Tron Legacy and the Tron Legacy reconfigured albums are getting vinyl repressings. But the 40th anniversary of what? Of Tron. Tron. The original Tron. Tron, the original Tron. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I don't mind getting what we're getting. Yeah, no, I'm just making sure. The vinyls (laughs) are like on another level right now like that is blowing up all over again for some reason i mean it never really goes out of style i just think what happens is there's certain levels like it goes on to where people are like collectors and then it becomes a popular item again and i think it's getting to a popular item again so it's really cool to see that disney's in tune with that and they're doing this slow i'm gonna 
I'm gonna be in anything Tron, anything Tron. So I am like, I'm stoked about it. I'm probably not gonna get to go out and get a record player like anyone else, but it would be cool just to hear what it sounds like on record. I like hearing what it sounds like. That's the cool part. Well, yeah. What like the big thing with records and and vinyl is. Um, they are what lossless. Mm-hmm. They're an analog medium where everything that is recorded is put on the vinyl. And mm-hmm. so if um, wh- when you transfer things digitally, things get squared off, uh, to put it in weird terms. But things you lose bits of data because everything is getting put into little boxes. And so with vinyl, you get everything that was like you heard in the mix in the headphones when they were mixing it in the room and, you know, put it through everything and it got pressed into that, you know, vinyl. Um, so that's like the big thing. Why vinyl is having this whole big resurgence. I remember talking to um, a couple people in record stores and they're saying, yeah, vinyls outselling every other physical medium in, uh, in their stores at certain points because, that's what people are coming in to buy new. People aren't buying CDs really anymore. Yeah. Um, no. You know, some people do for whatever reason. If you know it's a new thing, they want to support their artists or whatever. But True. the vinyl is the thing that people are coming to actually like to get. That's what's selling. It's going off the shelves. The vinyl sections are getting bigger. The CD sections are getting smaller. You know, they sell vinyl in like Target and Walmart yeah. now. So it's you can get it all over the place. Yeah, the fact that you can see this huge section where magazines and CDs used to be at a Target. <laughs> that's that shows so the crazy. huge shift right um and yeah i mean like you're saying the fact that it's losses is great because there's albums like this when they recorded this this was an 85 piece orchestra you know for for this album so, so cool. if you're on a really nice set of headphones with a with the vinyl of this album you are going to hear all 85 pieces of that orchestra whereas what andrew was talking about just a moment ago because it's compressed on a cd you can hear a lot of it, but you're probably going to get half of those instruments because some of them kind of get muddied and they kind of blend into each other. Uh, there are exceptions, I think, that if you have you know, Dolby Digital Audio where they're able to split the channels or you have surround sound where you, know, you could split the center, left and right, rear and all that stuff, then you can add a little more depth to what you're listening to. But man, listening to something on vinyl is just uncomparable. Well, and it's, it's, you know, too, like, like there's different, like, so vinyl is like the, the top tier and, um, and tape as well. Tape is, is fairly, uh, high up there with, with the analog medium. Then CD actually is not as bad as, um, like MP3. MP3 is like the worst quality audio you can get. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like trying to hear everything so you'll just you'll you'll lose bits you'll lose nuance you'll lose tone um when you transfer these things over and then um just with computers in general stuff just starts getting weird when you make copies of copies of copies of copies you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can get a a real crunchy copy of a song that you know <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> yeah it just sound weird and you know mushy and muddy and all the weird sound guys terms that everybody jokes about oh he knocked over the monorail board game um, sounds yeah. <laughs> um but so that's that's the big the big thing about vinyl and i i'm you know not 
anywhere close to a audiophile. Um, I just happen to know a lot of people that are in the sound business and know a lot about it. So I've, I've gleamed a lot from them. Uh, mm. So it's, it's really interesting to, uh, to just think about, oh, there's a bump in this mm-hmm. piece of vinyl that makes a sound that's a guitar or whatever. And that's all that needle does is just run over bumps. Yep. And it sounds like a stuff happens. Tiny <laughs> like, ridges. Yeah. And there's like, um, I mean, there is lossless audio too. I'm like getting way in the weeds. Of this. F- uh, flack. If you've ever yeah. heard of flack. Yeah. Free lossless audio content. I don't know what the C stands for, but something, or something like that. It's, it's a, a digital version of loss of, uh, getting as close to vinyl as you can. You still lose things huh. because things are in digital because things are ones and zeros as opposed to an analog medium where there's, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking about <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're digital right. There stuff. is like there's there's merit oh, no. to to getting these things on vinyl. Yeah. Um. If if you have the right way to listen to them. Yeah. Because um, you know, if if you're if you're going to put your vinyl and then just like rip it to your computer, then there's no really difference. You're not going to you know because some of those players you can do that now the the more modern ones yeah. i have in storage i don't have it with me um my dad's um or my uncle's uh like technics uh record player from turntable oh, from like wow. 1987 or whatever <laughs> in a pair Crazy. of like you know i have the whole like 1987 setup in storage with like a stack of records, you know. Time to break that out, long. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the Sam. with the 8-track deck at the bottom. Oh. I man. got a two uh 32 band equalizer uh Heck and yeah, everything, man. but um yeah. So, uh toys are fun. Yeah. And <laughs> records are cool. Yeah. I know, I mean, there's always people trying to add to you know the the lossless audio thing compression methods change and make them better like you said even like if you have spotify they give you the opportunity to download at different bit rates at different qualities so that if you're permanently streaming and you don't want to keep it on your device you're not downloading a lot but you can still enjoy the music but if you're downloading it to your device and you want something higher quality you can get it at a higher bit rate so it has a lot of that detail uh years ago neil young tried to standardize like this brand new file type with a brand new player uh, called pono and he was trying to create his own version of an mp3 style file that was recorded at like 24 bit 192 like kilohertz and it was supposed to emulate vinyl like no one's business but in a digital file and the whole thing was that the compression method was better if not equal to the mp3 compression except it was lossless Mm -hmm. but you needed the specific player in order to get them you know to to take advantage of the audio file and i think it died at some point i don't think it went anywhere but i i mean all of that technology i think gets incorporated you know big companies buy that tech out they use these algorithms in order to be able to have better compression methods to deliver audio and video and stuff like that easier, you know, with different services that are always available. And especially now that 
there's so many people, you know, working from home and the bandwidth is is getting tighter and tighter because there's many households that don't have like one or two computers anymore. Like you may have your computers, you may have phones and tablets and uh, IoT devices. And so there's households that have, you know, 50 plus devices that are using the Internet. So bandwidth is a precious thing. And if you can figure out how to deliver music in high fidelity but using the least amount of bandwidth possible, I mean, yeah, that's money right there, right? And so yeah. I think that's where all this technology eventually goes. But um, so, yeah, long story short, I got a record player, guys. And I'm like <laughs> super psyched about it because I can listen to this vinyl. Uh, I don't have dates for the release of the Tron Legacy albums, but I will post it in the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 409. Uh, we will also post it on the Discord server. If you're not a member yet, super easy to join us. Head on over to Instagram. You'll see a pinned story with a link to our Discord, and you can join the community by clicking on that link. And, uh, yeah, let's have a conversation because there's tons of great music. And Disney itself has a huge music catalog. Maybe we should start a music channel on the Discord. I don't think we have one of those yet. Hot off the presses. The pressings will be distributed on May 27th. Oh, yes. So that's not very far away. We're about a month and a week-ish from the release of this episode. Yep. Sweet. I love it. You can pre-order it on Amazon, it looks like, possibly. Oh, right on. What's the price for pre-order? It looks like this is vinyl... 25 bucks that's not bad that's good that's a decent price right one i might be looking at i don't know this is just says tron legacy vinyl i don't know it says i can get it now so i don't know if this is even the right one well 2508 i can buy it now get it here wednesday listen (laughs) if you are so inclined as to getting this album on amazon if you want to help us out you're still going to pay the money to Amazon, but you can use our affiliate link to purchase it by going to yeah. pocketeers.com slash Amazon. You can click on the Amazon button. And again, it's not going to cost you anything extra, but because you used our link, Amazon will give us a little Four bit pennies. of money. You know, yeah, I mean, it's a few cents that over time definitely helps us out. But yeah, I mean, if you want to help out, pocketeers.com slash Amazon you can hit the Amazon button before you make your purchase or any Amazon purchases if you are uh, if you'd like to help us out like that. Another album that was recently re- released and I know uh, we talked about it uh, an episode or two ago. We never actually had a chance to talk about it on one of the podcasts, but uh, the Mouse Pack album. This is uh, this was a total surprise. Because it Mm -hmm. was on the heels of the Lo-Fi Mini album. Look, I I love the the Rat Pack. Uh, I love Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and all that stuff and all the members of the Rat Pack. I never once thought to myself, you know what they should do with those songs? Have Mickey and the gang sing those. And yet they surprised us with this album called the mouse pack Mickey and friends sing classic standards. And it's a thing that exists. It sure exists. That's for sure. Yeah. Have you uh, each had an opportunity to listen to any of the songs on the album? I have, I've listened to the whole thing, but I'm gonna leave my comments until you guys are. Yeah. Done. I've, I've listened to it as well. I think, I don't know if I listened to, to the 
whole thing through, but I've definitely listened to um, select uh, pieces uh, <laughs> of the album for sure. All right, so I'll, I'll start. So All here's right. what I think. I think it is... I never thought I would ever need this in my life, but <laughs> after listening to it a few times, I feel like I can't do without it now oh, because okay. it is common Disney characters singing songs that I'm familiar with that I really enjoy. If I have to select who the best singer is of all the characters, it's definitely Daisy because Daisy's voice yep. sounds mm. as close to non-cartoony, most <laughs> human as possible. So yes. all of the songs that include Daisy are absolutely amazing. Those, those are the best songs on there. Listening to Donald <laughs> sing is, uh, is something else. There are times that you obviously can't understand what he's saying because uh-huh. it's Donald. Right. That's the good part. Yeah. Um, but it's also part of the charm. Exactly. That is the good part. Uh, it reminds me of all the Christmas albums and all the stuff that they all sing on together. Uh, and, you know, for the most part, things like the Christmas album, Halloween stuff. I grew up with that. And so it makes it easy to position in my head as something that the Disney gang would do. But mm-hmm. this is something on a totally different level. Like I, I like I feel like what's next? Like, are they going to start breaking out like Disney Channel stars like Lizzie McGuire and, you know, Selena oh. Gomez songs oh. or something? Like, I, <laughs> okay. I don't know where this is going to go. Well, you got to go like in progression of the year. So it starts with, like the Rat Pack and then it goes to like the like Woodstock album and oh. then it goes to mm-hmm. like the like hair hair bands. And then, <laughs> you know, you got to go in like you know progressions and you get to like boy band and then you know then you get to the the disney channel songs i guess i want to hear donald singing pineapple princess (laughs) i can't do it i was gonna try and do it no they call me the pineapple princess (laughs) not nailed it you got it yep you got the job (laughs) That the, those were no words at all. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> nope. Anyway. All right. So your thoughts on the album. Track one is just my my favorite. I'm pretty sure it's track one. Just ain't that a kick in the head by Goofy? Yeah. yeah. It's just like it, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> just Bill Farmer doing Goofy. Just being Goofy, and the song's great. He does a good job, and it's it's just a fun thing to listen to. Um, the whole album is just kind of, it's just like a silly fun time. It's, it's doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think that's the appeal of it. It's like, okay, you know, it's going to sound weird when Donald sings, um, whatever. I don't remember the song he sings. I think it's, uh, he does. Let's call the whole thing off with Daisy. And then then he he does does one for my baby. That's the funnier yeah. one, but it's a solo by himself. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the Daisy songs are are good. They're just good standards. And then all the rest of them are, you know, Mickey and Minnie. It's Mickey and Minnie, you can tell. But the Donald and the Goofy ones are the really the ones that stand out for me as just being silly and fun and ridiculous. And I like it. It's like segue. Perfect. Because number one, ain't that kicking it. I'm a Goofy fan. Mm-hmm. beyond any character of the fab five or what was the term you just coined sensational, sensational six. six sensational slicks um so that first track yes 
it pulls you in on kind of this you're gonna get into this record for all the right reasons of disney's like paying homage to the older part of the 90s kid of me where they had these like fun twists on songs like you're talking about and, and goofy just nails it there's some parts in there when he's like doing his a part of the singing like i think he's actually fighting trying to sing not normal in goofy's voice but like in his voice sometimes like yeah. he's trying to keep it in a tone where it sounds not too out outlandish right but it comes through so good it just i close my eyes and i can hear like goofy and that's the key yeah. Uh, about it and it's just it hits like as the kids say it slaps on every level <laughs> but the my favorite song is the friendship song with mickey mouse Minnie mouse and Goofy. Mm-hmm. that 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 was like when i talk about nostalgia and you talk about these nostalgia tracks bringing these back that one got me in the nostalgia movie and when i hear daisy duck's version how about you that made me want to listen to like a mike buble album that's what me and my wife mm-hmm. are like listening to these like style like the I don't know the piano lounge style music that it was funny because we hear the songs we that's what we hear like Mike Bublé, Frank Sinatra, you know the Rat Pack really that you Seth hear McFarlane. the original yeah Seth MacFarlane <laughs> the dog from Family Guy no I'm just kidding uh, yeah they uh, they they kill it so I, I thought it was just a really nice thing like you said Hazen I am like totally on board if this turns into like a bigger thing we start seeing it spin off and other things because it does feel like a part of something that we've seen in the past but not done to this awesome level of just having comedy yet having a taste that is the disney uh vibe or taste that you want to hear that when you listen to it, you put on the i i did once again i was getting ready to go to the park and i put this on right before i got to go this was what i was listening to because first it was the disney lo-fi and then this time i was like i'm gonna try listening to this that after you guys showed me i was like i'm gonna wait till i go to the park to see how this feels to listen to it. and it was perfect it was interesting nice yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of those albums where they might have it playing at like a Dapper Day Expo or something like that yeah. while people are walking <laughs> around because it has that vibe, right? But I almost feel, you mentioned Bill Farmer, Voice of Goofy, a little bit ago, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like this album wasn't something that Disney marketing was like, you know what we're going to do? This is the album we're going to put out. I feel like this album came about because at some recording session, uh, like mm-hmm. Daniel and Bill and and Brett were all off. just like horsing around, and Bill's yeah. like little kick in the, you know, and like all of a sudden yeah, they yeah. all jump in, and somebody heard and they're like, Someone. "That's happening! Boom. That Life is happening <laughs> right there!" <laughs> yeah, that improv. That's uh, yeah. They were like, "This is gonna. This would be awesome right? just to throw that out there." Yeah. And they're right because if you just put it on and just put it on a moment when you're not at like anticipating anything that's why i say don't go into this having any kind of any kind of anticipation of anything but yet knowing it's a disney piece of music and i think you'll appreciate it just as much as all three of us did and i'm pretty sure melissa did too yeah yeah so uh we'll leave a link to the spotify album on our discord server also in the blog post for this for this episode podcasters.com slash 409 if you're interested in listening to it but uh, yeah it, it's really interesting we'd love to hear what you think about it and if there's a particular song that really stands out and that you'd like let us know uh which song that is uh we'll, we'll see if we can get a some common ground on which which is possibly the most popular song on the album, according to <laughs> us and, and our listeners. 
So if you had to pick another song, a you know song from let's say from the '60s to the '90s, if you'd mm. pick one song that and pick a song and a character that you think you'd want to hear, like on a new album, what would that be? Oh man, that's hard. So like the first thing that came to my mind was like Donald Duck singing Purple Rain. I don't know why, <laughs> but oh, it would wow. just be like ridiculous. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's in my head now oh man so i don't i mean there's so many iconic songs like how do you even you can go later like hazen wants like goofy singing taylor swift that's what it's gonna be right you know what <laughs> i would love i would love something like that i think eventually you're gonna have some of the characters doing music that's you know current like pop music right but like imagine listening to goofy do piano man by billy joel yeah <laughs> you know like That's i think good. that would be really good i i don't know how i would feel about mickey doing brown eyed girl <laughs> <laughs> you know oh huh? donald and goofy doing the joker by steve miller band <laughs> some okay. people call me the space cowboy that was oh, horrible man. but i'm gonna go with oh. it <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been worse than that. So. <laughs> or and some people call me Maurice. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there. I mean, look, the possibilities are endless, right? Like, I'm going '90s grunge. I want to hear like Come Donald. As you like are, he, as you as like, were. Yeah, or like <laughs> ironic. Yeah, like yeah. Minnie or that, Daisy those... doing ironic? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> It's like right. The dude, I'm dude. into it. Like 90s rock, because that'd be so cool. Like grunge. I think that's a real cool album. I don't even want to try to emulate the Donald voice, but <laughs> I I imagine Donald trying to do like a Green Day song from Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's so good. Oh, yeah, or like or like, like 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 Daisy and Minnie doing like an Alanis Morissette album or something. The whole thing, like, yeah. The whole thing. Just like a cover. So good. Oh, okay. Well that's so let's stack on the other question, right? <laughs> so join us on Discord. Let us know what your favorite song on this album is. And then on top of that, let's throw Larry's question in there. Or I'm sorry, Andrew's, Andrew's question, Andrew's right? Question. <laughs> Andrew's question, sorry. And and ask what character are we are we sticking to the six or are we I was, like I what if Elsa the... wants to do like nine to five or something? Yeah, that makes it like really complicated. Let's keep it to the six. six. Okay, let's keep it to yeah. six. So you can throw Roger Rabbit in there if you want. Just because. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, okay, boy, throw cool. Roger Chip Rabbit. Dale. You can you get a couple of them in there, but like like in the like the the main group. Let's keep it to the six. But you know, let's keep yeah, it to this other to twelve e also. <laughs> yeah, just whoever Andrew wants. Not yeah, not Elsa. Come on. <laughs> Uh, what if Baloo okay. sang the theme to Happy Day? Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you know what I would want to hear? I would want to hear Daisy or Minnie oh do gosh. Landslide. Mm, I think they okay. could pull that off. Donald sings good. Wrecking Ball. Like, oh, like full-blown Miley Cyrus swinging and everything? Yeah. I'm I was thinking of this thing like show tunes that weren't necessarily like disney theme songs like you know like the monsters singing that oh theme songs i've been like show tunes like broadway like golden girls theme like, song. like you for I being was, a like, friend goofy like, sings the phantom of oh, the opera <laughs> the golden girls theme you're right yeah they could all sing the golden thank girls you for theme. being a friend yeah <laughs> Oh, Hold man. me closer, Tony Danza. 
That's what it says, right? Yeah, Tony Danza. That's the. Oh, uh, okay. That's the exact. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the a bad moon there. on the rise. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> There's a whole Creedence Clearwater Revival album. Do you want to hear something anyway, crazy? You, you want to hear something crazy? Yes. I know that we're not throwing Definitely. Pluto in there, right? But why well, he's part of well, it? He is part he's of it. The whole Pluto album. But the the thing is, like, would people be like, oh, well, Pluto's gonna bark. He's a dog and stuff like that. But in early comics. With like, Pluto, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, like he had like, full blown sentences. Yeah. So does that mean that he's just holding back because he's like, I you know, I, I don't need this. Like I get everything I need from Mickey. Like he feeds me. I got a place. Like <laughs> does he just has he just gotten complacent or something or? Maybe it's a what's the long game. Oh, yeah. maybe. Pluto sings Atomic Dog by George. Uh, uh, nice. I, I forgot his name. By George Clinton. George yeah. Clinton. There you go. Yeah. Atomic Dog. Let's oh, go. that's so good. Okay. Atomic. Yeah, okay. Nice. So, yeah. So, that is going to be the question. So, on top of the fact of which uh, track do you like from the Mouse Pack album, which uh, character would you like to hear sing what song? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so let's add that. Join us over on Discord. Join the community. Join the conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts on both of those. Uh, oh man, I, we might just have to open a, a Discord like music channel so we could just talk all music yeah. stuff on that oh, particular yeah. channel. I think it'll be For fun. Sure. People can share their collections and vinyls, and that we're putting a pin in that one because I'm totally gonna do that. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, let's hop over to oh hey dude the Muppets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of singing talent. Right. <laughs> so we've recently been talking a lot about the Muppets. They're going to be on Holy Moly. There's a lot of talk, uh, like, just everywhere about the Muppets. There are now blind Lego packs for Muppet figures available for purchase. There are nine, 12? How many are there? I think it was 12. It's 12, 12 right? 12. 12. Yeah. Four. Yeah, 4, 3. Sorry. 12. 9, 3, 11, <laughs> 14. Well, 4 times 3 because I see three rows of Okay, four. yeah. So, so 12. there's 12 of, of these <laughs> characters. Many They're about 5 bucks a pop. Uh, you can get them at places like Target, Walmart, and stuff like that. 60 bucks if you get the entire set of characters, if you're lucky enough to get them all in one swoop. Or is this something that you just aim to get a couple of the characters you most like? Like, what what are your thoughts first on the characters, and what do you think about trying to get the whole set or just the ones that you like? So when you say sixty bucks, you mean they're like four ninety nine a pop? They are five dollars like each, each one because it's a blind. Okay, pack. Just to clarify, yeah. I just want to make sure because like some people might be like, oh, I thought twelve came in there. I just want to make sure that everyone else. So yeah, you could. It would take at least sixty dollars because, like you said, it's a blind type bag, which. I know they do this a lot. Well, I think it was inspired a lot overseas, like in China and Japan. Like this is where that whole blind bag purchasing thing started from, which now is like culture pretty much here too of certain releases on these kind of things. And, you know, it's I'm not a fan of those things. I know some people love it. I think I think there's a lot of like Funko Pops does this too mm-hmm. with their soda pop items and stuff like that where you don't necessarily know you're going to get the character, but you might get like a collectible version of it. Now, when I'm in a part of where i don't even know what character i'm gonna get that's where where we're at with this the muppets i'm i'm a little bit hesitant to be excited because i I ain't trying to be you know a a negative nancy but you know i'm if i'm at least gonna get one 
I'm going to want, you know, one that I have a closer attachment to. Like, I, but if I end up with a bunch of, I, I'm sorry, guys, the scientists or. Bunsen. <laughs> Dr. Bunsen, Bunsen honey, Dr. Bunsen. Beaker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with Beaker. I'm cool with that. I didn't say that. <laughs> but, but, and then, I mean, yeah, I'm always going to want uh animal. I mean, that's, that's key. Yeah. Like if I could get one of those, but I'm not going to go all in on the 12 with you. Like you said, Hayes, I'm not going to go on the 12. I would try like probably three. I'd buy three yeah. and just see which ones I get. I will say that of all of the characters, Animal is probably going to be the most recognizable because on top of the fact that you get it, that you get the minifig, you also mm-hmm. get a drum set. A little drum set, yeah. So if you can so feel cool. the, the bag and kind of distinguish that you got the drum set in there, oh, it's oh. going to be easier to figure out that Why you have Animal. Well, maybe they break up. I don't know this, but maybe they like take the symbol. Like you're gonna have to put the symbol. And you have to the... assemble it. Like it's every like the drum set's like one, two, three, four, like six pieces. Six pieces to okay. like make the little drum set. So it's gonna be a bunch of pieces, but th- that's the only one that has like a weird round brick in it because everybody Good has point. like a a like accessory. It looks like two accessories. Yeah, two one a or chicken. two accessories. <laughs> chicken. If you Camilla. feel a chicken, you got chicken. Yeah, <laughs> you you got chicken, got Gonzo, got Gonzo. That's what, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, it's hard because I'd love to like just get all these, and I've got some practice about feeling the um like bags to kind of guess, and everybody's got you know similar like or like different head shapes. So you like especially like Gonzo and like like Beaker, you should be able to like tell like head shape wise. Yeah. You would think. I mean, they're mm. all they're very small. Um, but you know, I'd love to have all these, but I think if I was to get like one or two, I'd, I'd go for like Statler and Waldorf. Yes. <laughs> like uh, Statler right Waldorf, there with like, you. like there's a Those whole back good. row that I think I'd get like, it's the Swedish chef, Statler, Waldorf and Rolf. And then maybe Fozzie. Cause I like Fozzie. Yeah. Those would be my like top five. My top three would be Statler and Waldorf and animal. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, everybody else, Kermit. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should say who's on here, right? So yeah, so it's stat. Uh, so I'll go. I'll list these in the row that's got. You got Kermit, and he comes with a banjo and a rainbow. Oh. Uh, Gonzo comes with a Camilla, and that's it. The chicken. Uh, Fozzie Bear <laughs> comes with a banana a and a stand. mic stand with oh, a microphone. Yeah. Well, Miss yeah, Piggy I, I, with a Miss Piggy magazine. Um, Janice comes with her bass. Yeah. Animal comes with a drum set with sticks. Um, looks like Beaker comes with some sort of Scientific radio, walkie-talkie, remote. Walkie like, talkie, remote. Yeah, yeah. Like Doctor Bunsen. Yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. uh, Bunsen Honeydew comes with a with a like beaker, like a science beaker. Yeah. Um, Swedish Chef comes with uh, a whisk and some vegetable, like a tomato or Carrot, something, right? A uh, radish. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, tomato. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, um, uh, let's see. I always get. I think uh, Waldorf. I think I get them mixed up. I'm not sure. One of them comes with a plaque that just has three Z's on it and a coffee cup, <laughs> and the other comes with a laptop. Statler comes with yeah. Statler, and Waldorf. Statler yeah. comes with the laptop. Yeah, that has has a scooter on it, scooter which on it, yeah. and then, which looks like it's a call to Muppets now. Now or yeah. or you know what? Yeah. I think it actually is a call to is the. Um, the YouTube videos that they would do, the music ones where they would be on the computer. Yeah. You remember not... those? Like, like these Mupp- were YouTube series, not on, on Muppets. Oh, now. I missed that one. 
Yeah, the Muppets Now show, isn't it? No, there was, like, before that, they did, like, a YouTube series where it was, like, uh, like where the Bohemian Rhapsody, like, video oh, came okay, from and stuff like that. From. Those would always end with Statler and Waldorf being, uh, you know, commenting on it and closing the laptop yeah, lid yeah, at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar now. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the last one, Rolf comes with a looks like a bust of I'm assuming it's Beethoven <laughs> yeah. or Mozart or somebody mm-hmm. and uh, some sheet music sheet or music. Emmett from the Lego so. Movie just painted white or something with like uh. yeah like slick back hair yeah <laughs> slick back hair it's like a bust but yeah so that's the the twelve um, and they look really cool and do I need to buy all of these I don't know I might get yelled at by my bank. <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> your bank account buying too many things. Yeah, yeah. You know there so, yeah. was other blind packs. I remember there was a point where they did like a Super Mario blind pack, and people mm-hmm. were able to distinguish like the different color Yoshi's and the stuff that was coming in there, depending on the four digit code that was on the back of the bag. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that 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 has changed over time. I guess. Yeah. where they no longer tag the bag with the code of the character. Now it's just ah. a random character set that gets dropped in, and that code is now the time and date that it was produced. So they can gotcha. narrow down like where it was packaged and stuff like that. So I know that on Discord, we've had an opportunity to collect like McDonald's toys, like when the 50th anniversary ones came out for Walt Disney World. There was conversations going uh, between members uh, of the community there uh, and members of the FGP squad trying to trade some of the toys that they had received uh, in their Happy Meals and stuff at McDonald's. We could do the same thing here if people are interested in doing (laughs) the minifigs, right? Because I've seen people posting these like in Instagram reels and stuff, and they end up with like five Kermits and two Gonzos and like a beaker. You know, and if that's going to be the the more common characters or if you end up with some duplicates, this might be a good way to trade them with other members of the community and get some of the ones that you're looking for. Unless you want like five, six, 12, 15, 50 Kermits. I don't know. The Kermit army. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But yeah, I mean, we could also talk about it over on Discord, but those are available I I am going to try to figure out how I can end up with a, at least a Statler and Waldorf. So where are you seeing are where are they available because I've looked on on the Lego website they aren't available till May 1st. Is mm-hmm. there a a like in-person store that's selling them already? So a lot of targets took them out before the initial date in May. And oh, so a lot sense. of target stores are already selling them in the toy section. Can't buy them online. Right. You That's can't get them tomorrow. at Lego. No. They're in store purchases right now. <laughs> the sequel of <laughs> Andrew shopping at Spirit Store. Next Halloween now. now to Target. See now the Target. The right. Next month, the Target movie starring Andrew, funded by Andrew. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> there was a man on a mission. <laughs> His one desire. Just shows you in the trailer. Muppets. Grabbing little big bags. <laughs> you got to put that, that bomb in there. Right? Yeah, boom. Like trailer. <laughs> bomb. This summer. Oh, no. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw a couple of those in there, right? <laughs> exactly. It's every trailer now on, from now on needs to have a strange in it. That's awesome. Uh, hey, speaking of trailers, let's jump over to Thor because uh, we got a teaser trailer for Love and Thunder 
coming uh, this summer. The Thor, I mean, Thor now has how many films? 27? Uh, something like that. Yeah, I right. Think there's uh, <laughs> He's got Thor, four. Thor 2, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder, and then before that, that was what? Thor 3, The Search for Curly's Gold, oh, uh, Thor... Okay. But uh, not really. Red, White, and Blonde. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Thor in the Temple of Doom. But not really. Thor's searches for uh, his lost blanket. <laughs> um, Thor the New Batch, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we got this teaser trailer. Uh, some really interesting things that we're seeing in the trailer. Uh, thoughts on it before I jump in with mine on this one. Well, you guys told me about it. I, I this was one I missed on because I was still caught up in the the moon. So night. you haven't seen, you haven't watched the Thor trailer yet. I've watched a, a portion of it before we were getting on here, but I haven't. Okay, did the here, deep I'll, dive. here. You know what? Before okay. I even gets into it, I'll just describe okay. it to you. Okay, Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna, I'm wait. gonna play it right now. So okay, am I go. gonna have All to right, set up like go. a segment like Andrew tells us the plot? <laughs> Reca- recaps the, <laughs> the. This is recapping the trailer. Okay, so here we're starting it. Okay, starts out with young Forrest Gump. I mean Thor, and okay. he's running, and he's running, and he gets older, and he's running. What a turn. And, yeah, then Thor is on fire and he gets sad, so he decides to plant his uh, axe thing in the ground to grow some more of them, I guess. And, grow some more. And it grows apparently into a big tree, is the next shot, is a big tree that he's sitting underneath um, at sunset. He's very sad. Um, and he's sitting there and there's some flags blowing and he's thinking and contemplating his life. Okay, now we got the Marvel logo. That's just the stuff. All right, okay. he's at the gym. Um, he's wearing a trucker hat. Oh, wait, let me jump in. Uh, let me jump into it. Okay. Oh, 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 sweet child of mine. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the music that's going on underneath. So he's on a trucker hat, like moving chains around, like that are attached to like the giant like skeleton of a, of like i don't know a little alien guy or a giant alien a guy. little giant a little giant guy. alien i don't know what to call it okay. um he's just kind of you know thor like wearing t-shirts he's like dressed like peter quill oh look peter quill and the guardians of the galaxy show up and stuff <laughs> happens they okay. leave um and then it's like apparently like i don't know a buddy cop movie with Thor and Korg. I don't know. Korg's here. I don't know. (laughs) Korg's here this July. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's a buddy pirate movie because they get on a boat and there's like, there's pirates. He looks like he's a pirate swashbuckling through space. Okay. Um, yeah. And oh, here's uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus, um, more Korg. Um, looks like we're on Hoth for a minute. Um, (laughs) and more pirate stuff. Um, and then, ooh, a boardroom. That's exciting on board New room. Asgard. Yeah, <laughs> boardroom on New Asgard. And then um, Peter Quill and Thor share some loving looks. And then there's the uh, logo. And then, oh, there you see a hammer flying through the air. And it's uh, New Thor. And then it comes out July 2022. So that was the trailer Whoa. for love. So you don't need to watch it. I okay. That's perfect, exact recreation of... True. Uh, what was seen in this trailer? Yeah. So I have, um, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Then Hazen, uh, take it away, Hazen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so go ahead. Uh, this, I mean, look for a teaser trailer. I think we got to see a lot in this one, and I'm pretty excited about where they're going with this Thor film. Uh, I have to say that of all of the sequels, 
I think Thor sequels have subsequently gotten better with each one that has happened, mm-hmm. especially with Ragnarok. I think that was really like the best one of all of them. And this one has the capacity of possibly overtaking Ragnarok as the best Thor film, at least in my opinion. But uh, when the trailer opens up, we see Thor just kind of, you know, starting off as a child and running through Hoth, like you said, and turning into adult Thor. There's some stuff that happens. You know, he talks about how he doesn't want to, you know, go out and fight crime anymore. Like he's like, I'm done with this superhero stuff. And he, like you said, he plants Stormbreaker because he wants to grow more Stormbreakers. To grow, grow it into and a, and yeah, he does, you know, which is world. great. Uh, I am Stormbreaker, and uh, we see a lot of the the kind of the aftermath of what's happened in the previous uh, Thor films, but also in Infinity War and um, and uh, Endgame. You know, because we see King Valkyrie. You know, Thor was the the rightful heir to the throne of Odin uh, on Asgard, but he just doesn't want the throne, right? So he gives it up to Valkyrie. So now we have King Valkyrie, which is great. And uh, towards the end, you know, we've seen Thor wielding Stormbreaker for some time. There's that famous scene in Endgame where we see Steve wielding Mjolnir because he is worthy. But now we have a new version of Thor played by Natalie Portman taking the mantle of Mighty Thor in the film. So we get our first look at Natalie Portman as uh, as Mighty Thor. Thor is going to become Ravager Thor in this film uh, because, like you said, he's dressed like Peter Quill for most of it. There is going to be this super cool montage, like super 80s montage, where he's like exercising and he's going from dude Thor into like Ravager Thor, losing all the weight and everything, making us look bad. So thanks, Chris, for that. Um, and yeah, uh, I like we get a glimpse of Asgard. We get our first glimpse of Zeus, which is super cool because it does open up a lot of other opportunities. Like we said, when we were talking about Moon Knight, there was all the deities, the Egyptian gods and stuff. There's all the connections that they have to other uh, uh, stories from you know Greek and and Roman and there's going to be so many opportunities to link them all together, you know who knows we could get Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. exactly Hercules. we could get Hercules <laughs> later on, so this is opening up so many doors. I'm super excited. the The trailer looks awesome. I mean, I'm like I, I don't even need more. I'm like, I'm in. Just give me the film already. Come on, Taika. Yeah, I'm excited for his new catchphrase that they say in the trailer. They say that, right? His new catchphrase? Yeah. What is it? For love and thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, that's That's, that's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. It's nothing like fetch. It's nothing like fetch. This is going to happen. It's totally going to happen. He, he says it like five times in the trailer, <laughs> for love and thunder. So much explained. <laughs> so that's why. That's the title. It's his new yeah. catchphrase. <laughs> Okay. So, Larry, I know we've bombarded you with all sorts of information about the trailer. All of it 100% accurate. Yeah, do you feel like we've adequately quenched your thirst for the knowledge that is the Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer? I am more than quenched. I am overloaded, like water bloated at this (laughs) point, I would say, with the knowledge you guys have given me. I'm thankful that to digest that, I will rewatch the trailer 
the teaser trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, the first time, like I said, I didn't watch the thing like with the full eye look. And the reason why is because I'll just give you guys a side note. Speaking of Moon Knight, when I went to the park I mentioned earlier, I listened. Yeah, Moon Knight. I went to the park um, and it was there at night. I got over to Avengers Campus and they were doing photo ops of Mr. Knight. And I got to tell you guys. Oh my gosh, I, I'm going to share, I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm going to put it in our chat uh, at least to share the quick video shot I got. It is so cool to see Mr. Knight, Moon Knight version in like person. It, I, and they were taking fairly, you know, good photo ops, like, you know, like they've been doing still like a little bit of a distance, but he was having interactions with the fans. I didn't get to get in on the line because it was popular um, and it's really cool. So if you get a chance... Uh, to go down to the park of DCA and get an Avengers Campus. Uh, yeah, Mr. Knight is my favorite. I know Moon Knight's original uh, costume or, you know, whatever you want to call it, get up suit. It uh, looks cool, but I'm a fan of Mr. Knight. It looks a lot more fun to interact with. He does play the character really cool. That's so cool, man. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to when we finally have an opportunity to go back to Avengers Campus, uh, especially considering that the last time I was there was my first time. And so uh, if you listen to the episode where I talked about it, I didn't take a camera or anything with me. Like I wanted to fully enjoy my first time in Avengers Campus, but now I've had a taste and now I want photos and now I want to take my camera and I just want to go crazy snapping all sorts of stuff in Avengers Campus. So uh, did you feel like you needed to get yourself a suit like uh, Mr. Knight's suit as well? If I lost 20 to 50 more pounds <laughs> or maybe because he, he'll definitely rock the suit better than I would. But <laughs> I just wanted to interact with them as a character. Like I get it. Spider-Man uh, kind of has that same look on like the masking. But there's something about seeing the real like light up eyes mm-hmm. when you're there and then him interacting with people it was really cool. I liked it. It was it's a it's a different character from Marvel that has a little bit more the people that are reenacting that uh, Moon Knight, which you know for your kids or even well for yourself, it's really cool because they did a really good job from the interactions I saw when he was interacting with fans. He just played the character really well as being Mark and Stevens. Put it like that. It was really good. That's cool. I really love what they're doing on Avengers Campus. Every time that there's a new character or a new version of a character. It's cool. You know, we saw it a lot with Loki when that was happening. Um, I don't think we saw it a lot with WandaVision. Uh, I know we That's saw. That's what I was yeah, wondering. Yeah, I don't think we well, saw. Well, that was a lot. like the first one, and so that was. Well, it wasn't I think, open either. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't open. So yeah. They did like the the like photo like thing. Like, it was but like you the think we'll we see Wanda soon? Oh, I'm sure we, we will. All know for, what's coming. Yeah. for Strange. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we will. Okay. I'm. I'm just wondering how they're going to handle having so many characters and new, like the, the variants and everything. Are we only going to see like one per week? Are we going to see like a parade of new characters? Like, you know, like, there it is the MCU parade. It's like 400 people. I, I mean, who <laughs> every knows, Loki, right? every Moon Knight. I mean, you, never every... Know. you never know what they're going to do. And especially considering that they have that new car that they debuted at Paris that we posted on the Instagram oh, account. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Avengers that famous truck. Yeah, look, I I'm not I'm not for these petitions that people tend to put out because quite frankly, look, they don't go anywhere, right? But if ever there was a time to start a petition, it's to get one of these here at California Adventure. 
please. Right? It looks cool. <laughs> I just want a picture that, by it. I don't yeah, I want to buy one as my everyday vehicle. <laughs> like get Tesla yeah. to give you some kind of like battery powered whatever and power it however you want. Heck, put pedals on it and I'll Fred Flintstone that thing. I don't care. Okay. There you go. I, I, I want, really helping the That's what I'm saying. I just want one of these to drive. Yeah, seriously. So yeah. buy me. I don't even care. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, super psyched. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's leave Moon Knight for next week since Mel, Moon I know, Knight. you know, likes Tease to talk about out. Moon Knight. Yeah. We'll have two episodes to talk about, so we'll leave that till next week. Good, because I forgot what happened in this last episode. It was so <laughs> good, man. I this episode. So I'm Tease sure if it. I thought about it, I could figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I yeah, this episode was good, man. Um. <sighs> There's so many Next good week. things happening with this one. I'm telling you, For... I think a lot of people got to digest. Oh, you that know teaser. what? No, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. That's true. There's a lot of info in that trailer as well, especially since Andrew like you guys 120 down. Yeah, it told you exactly everything would happen. Right? With the, yeah, the Guns and Roses underneath. Right. Just... <laughs> I can't wait for that catchphrase. I'm so excited. For love of thunder, <laughs> he stubs his toe <laughs> every single time. So Ravager Thor, that 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 implies that he's going off into space with like uh like Yondu's group and stuff. Is that is that the same like group? Are we is that what I'm led to believe? Well, I mean when we kind of when we last see Thor, he's kinda of hanging out with the Guardians, right? So yeah. for the most yeah. part I think that he's going to be a part of the Guardians, at least for a portion of the you know, first part of the film. And then he's going to say, you know what, guys, I'm done, man. I want to retire. Like Steve retired. Tony's gone. Everyone else is just kind of doing their own thing. I just want to kick back and grow Stormbreakers from now on. And so (laughs) he decides, yeah, he just wants to start a Stormbreaker farm. Right. So he, he wants to retire and he just, he does. And he just kind of hangs out at home. That's an exciting movie. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, pretty much summed up the, what is the movie? Farmville, uh, the movie. (laughs) No, what is the one? Is it the one that, uh, I'm can't think of the name with Matt Damon that he gets stuck in space. What is that movie called? The, the, uh, that's pretty much Martian. Oh, the Martian. It's the Martian. That's it. He's just growing. They're just like the growing potatoes or something. Like right. He's trying time. to create life on a different planet. But I'm thinking, you know what? I don't want to see potatoes. I want to see stormbreakers. <laughs> stormbreakers. Stormbreakers. <laughs> I want to see that grown. And then he'll take a little piece of Mjolnir, and then he'll grow another one of those. It's great. The farm's gonna. Be well, fantastic. then that's like you've seen those videos where they like they like you know take a little knife and they they transplant like a piece from one plant to the other so that's why you, you put a little plastic yeah put a little plastic wrap around it so then you get hybrid hammer yep. things oh. yeah so you, you don't even need little... the elves anymore you just kind of graft your own mjolnir well, and stormbreaker yeah, Jeez, you can get all kinds is... of stuff in there. Put a little, uh, you know, I don't know, cucumber with it. Ooh, I don't know. Eat your it's heart a out, snack, Mark Stewart, dude. And you know what? It already kind of happened, right? Because Stormbreaker's um, handle was technically a part of Groot. Yeah, and say. it's half hammer, half axe. Yeah, so, so there's already a hybrid there. So, so. grafting is going to be super easy at that point. And the axe was from the from uh, the body spray from Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> how dare you sir he goes at my how dare you, sir. oh boy all right so no rails. uh i think it's time to move on from the trailer if you haven't seen it we'll post it in the blog post 
Podcasters.com slash 409. Take a look. It's only about a minute long, but man, I'm telling you, the visuals are amazing. They give us a lot of information about what's to come. I'm super excited about where this film is going to be taking us, especially with how it looks like it's all tying into Moon Knight. So the excitement levels inside of me are at threat level midnight right now. I'm like, ah, office fans. Oh, you know what makes me excited, Hazen? Let me guess. You take a guess. I bet you you can figure Let it out. Let me see. Is it growing your own Stormbreakers? That gets me a little excited, but it's, you know, kind of like a level like like eight. Okay. okay Not up okay. to midnight yet. Okay. Uh, it, does it have anything to do with a special group of people that help us out with the podcast? I think you got it. You're on the nose right there, buddy. Are we talking about the FGP squad? FGP! Yeah! The FGP (laughs) squad. Or as we call them, our podcast fairy godparents. Help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want some info on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a little bit of info about what the FGP squad is, and a link to our Patreon. Uh, Being a part of the FGP squad family does get you some additional perks like access to the Podcasters after show, random giveaways, access to our happy hour calls, and more. So if you have any questions about it, please feel free to send us a message you could send us a message on instagram or you can message us over on our discord channel as well and of course to all of the members of the fgp squad we just want to send a huge thank you again for your continued support oh and fgp squad the next happy hour call is coming make sure to check patreon discord instagram set your reminders it's coming yeah yeah, and if you you know sign up for for Patreon, you can come with that too. If you're not already, if you're not you know, let's see who's there's time. Yeah, there's time. You can still get if in on these calls. Still get yeah. in on it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if you know, if you gotta wait till next month, there'll be another one next month. You True. know, but you can come hang out with some cool people. Uh, who's there? People are there. I don't know. I don't have the list. <laughs> We're there. Got the Discord. I'm there. Melissa's there. Larry's there. Occasionally, Hayes we get there. some of our our podcast friends. Gavin shows up. Gavin our friends, up. Uh, yeah. Jason and Julie, part of FYI Disney. Jill always joins us for the calls as well. Uh, members of the FGP squad. Shout out to all of them. We have our yeah, group of regulars. We got Drew and Miguel and Heather, Albert, Adriana, Brian. You know, yes. so Trying to remember all the people that usually show up. Yeah, it's always fun. Most of the time, we end up playing Jackbox games. If we can get Cluedo going this time around, I think we're going to try to do that. But always a fun group to hang out with. And if we didn't say your name, we still love you. True that. True that. I'm sorry I didn't mention you, Andrew. I love you, buddy. And Larry, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an FGP person. I don't put any money in. But I I still want to mention you. Oh, thanks. I still want to mention you're there. You're there. Oh, so there you thanks. Go. Thank you for being <laughs> travel down. Thank the you world. for being a <laughs> friend. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> that was Hazen that time. That wasn't me. <laughs> well, who was that? No, that wasn't me. That's <laughs> awesome. Ghost Donald. Stomach? Is that what that was? <laughs> that was Ghost Donald. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more things before we uh, close up the podcast for today. Uh, Tarzan's Treehouse. There was oh, yeah. a, a report in the Orange County Register, which was a little surprising because I don't recall 
hearing any rumblings about this one happening. But uh, as you know, there's some pixie dust going all around Pirates of the Caribbean right now. We know that it's going to be closed for some time. And it looks like Tarzan's Treehouse is also going to get a reimagining. There isn't anything official uh, at least as far as we can tell, it looks like this is just a rumor that the Orange County Register was uh, reporting on. But it looks like it's going to be converted to an Encanto tree. Uh, because in, in Encanto, Antonio, when he gets his power, he can talk to animals, right? So he opens up his door. He's got the tree of life in there and everything because he now lives at Animal Kingdom. And it, it's it's super <laughs> cool, right? From what we're, we're seeing from the Orange County Register, it looks like the tree is going to lose its Tarzan theming and we're going to get Antonio's treehouse. Uh, your thoughts on this possible conversion bringing Encanto into the park's yet a little more yeah it's you know it's disney is in the um business of you know at right now of getting what's hot in the parks right now so it, it doesn't surprise me at all that this is you know would would switch over to encanto um it's uh it's at least something appropriate going in there it's it's not like trying to shoehorn you know the the franchise somewhere else into the park it, it does fit within the the theme with animals and and uh you know his whole room in the in the film nature. is is nature and a treehouse kind of deal is in there so it, it all fits um so it's exciting that this is getting a refresh because it, i from what i've heard you know tarzan's treehouse was getting a little uh, long in the tooth a little worse for wear um you know they slap a coat of paint on there every once in a while but you know Tarzan's one of those films where um you know people don't necessarily go back to that one as often as you know something like Beauty and the Beast or Frozen or whatever but um you know what people might not know about Tarzan's Treehouse um I believe was this in one of the Imagineering stories or not I don't know or it's just something I know that Tarzan's Tarzan uh, saved the treehouse from getting demolished. I believe it was a Tony Baxter thing. I, I hope I'm getting that right. But basically, you know, they're going to knock the tree down because like Swiss Family Robinson is something from the mm -hmm. 60s. Like nobody knows what this is anymore. It's getting right. you're getting all wore out. Like nobody cares about this anymore. We're just going to knock it down. They're like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. This tree is important. You know, so let's put let's retheme it. Let's get Tarzan in there. So, you know, getting another newer property in there is just going to preserve this this feat of engineering for the time and this you know piece of Disneyland history. Um, you know, keeps it in the park uh, for you know more years to come. So it's not just you know thrown by the wayside and people forget about it or it gets demolished for more pathways or whatever yeah so maybe this is like a new resurgence again that's where i lead in like i i have i don't i'm just like andrew saying i don't have any real issue with it i think for me it's how fast did this plan come together because it seems like it was under refurbishment for a while i would almost say maybe even before like we were hearing ganto turn into something so when did they decide to pivot? Because I think it in lines with a lot of when I hear the same thing for when I wonder about this too, when they wanted to reimagine Splash Mountain, like it felt like when they added the princess and the frog theme, like they were still like blueprinting that out. They had an idea, 
but they just weren't like having the full execution yet. Mm. And I really feel like this could be one of those things. And they are in the business. Like we just got done talking about DCA does a really good job with adding at least character uh, greetings with their like Moon Knight. And now we're thinking that the Scarlet Witch will be out for things, right? So adding a whole area, though, or technically an attraction is a lot bigger of a change. And Disneyland, I think, is a lot more coveted by people when you talk about nostalgia and original Yesterland pieces. But like back to what we just said, Andrew, it, it, it was something that was going to be gone. The, the treehouse was going to be taken away the first time and Tarzan saved it. So I feel like this is a new way to kind of save it because I, I like that spot for kids. It is a kid-oriented type of an attraction where they can do something physically and go in there. Like I think a lot of times, Walk sadly, up these stairs, tie yourself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's little interactions inside of there. But I think a lot of times like people don't get over to Pirate's Cove or on the other side of the rivers of America because it's on the other side of the water. Like it's just like another thing. It takes your time away from being inside near rides. So this still keeps you in that adventure land area. So it's like, it's really cool that they're keeping that there. I mean, I will see how it comes out. Cause I mean, that is such a cool scene in the movie. Like we've always, I think we talked about that scene in length about how it would be really cool to add it to like, almost like the 3d idea you were talking about. Uh, a while back of bringing that whole virtual reality component. If we see some components like that inside of this, like, holy cow, you talk about being a bee's knees type of thing for even adults to get their old knees up there, (laughs) their backs or whatever. That would be cool. But we'll see. I mean, it's already under refurbishment. So I'm like, this is a good time to try and already do it because people are starting to wonder, like, is it coming back? They're not wondering what's happening to it necessarily. They're just like, is it coming back? And, to hear this at least rumor, we're like, well, please do something because everybody, you know, it's good for kids. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little different than the reimagining of Splash Mountain because the the reimagining of Splash Mountain, I think, has been an idea that's been circul like it's been circling for years now. For I wanna say for the better part of ten years at this point. Um, and I wanna say that about five or six years ago the idea of retheming it to Princess and the Frog had already come up. And I think because of everything that was happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything, Disney used it as an opportunity to say, this is a good time to announce that this is an attraction that we've been thinking about. But they didn't pose it that way. They just said, we're doing it this way. And I think that's why so many people had an issue with it not knowing that they had already started this process. And I think eventually they talked a little bit about how it was something that they were already thinking about. But by then people had already started saying like, Oh, it's because of the movement and all that stuff. And it had nothing to do with that. It was something that was already planned. Right. And it just, they just happened to announce it during a time when these things were happening. And so it just all kind of felt like that to a lot of people. Yeah. Right. This one is directly what we were talking about just a moment ago. Like you said, Andrew, it's just they're trying to bring as many of these IPs and as many of these characters into the parks because they're hot. That's how they're going to make a lot of their money. And I think with with the parks getting to the point where they're reopening, crowd levels are increasing, and a lot of the the limitations that were in place are being removed now 
there's a lot of people that are okay with just going to Disneyland because they miss Disneyland, right? But with all of the the reservations and with everything, like all of the hoops you have to jump through, there's a lot of people that have just kind of said to themselves, you know what, I'll just go when things calm down a little bit. You know, there's going to be huge crowds. There's going to be a lot of people going back. And I think Disney is introducing a lot of new things into the park, reimagining things like the Main Street Electrical Parade because they want people to come back, right? They want people to fall in love with Disneyland again. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people just haven't had the opportunity to feel in a really long time for a lot of different reasons, right? A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people couldn't afford to go. Uh, you know, people not feeling safe going to the parks. Like, there's tons of reasons why, you know, people wanted to just take a step back from going to the park. And I think Disney's in this in this mode where they're doing everything they can with new characters like Mr. Knight and Moon Knight and, you know, everything coming to Avengers Campus. This is their opportunity to say, look, we got new stuff. We got all this cool news, you know, these new things coming, these new attractions coming, come back to the park, you know, come back to the magic. That that's kind of, I think the stage that we're in They're they're trying to reintroduce the magic, um, especially with like all the, the the stuff that's going on in the background they just want people to to feel like Disneyland is magical again to them you know because there is that sector of people that have kind of lost that so uh, this is uh, this is a great way for them to do it because like you said it's a great thing for kids and having it right next to Indiana Jones is great because think of how many parents or how many families go where they have kids with them that can't get on Indiana Jones because they're not tall enough yet. Having Uh, this attraction directly next door with a property like Encanto that they instantly recognize, some may recognize Tarzan, but it's not going to have like the oomph that Encanto does right now, right? So having Mm -hmm. that right next to Indiana Jones, family goes on, they ride their attraction, they're in there for an hour, you know, standing in line, whatever the case is, and the kid's just having fun in Antonio's treehouse, right? So it's it's a perfect opportunity, like you said, to, to give that to the kids, a really great play area. And on top of that, I mean, I know that Tarzan saved the treehouse before, but... I mean, what are they going to do with the space? There isn't enough space to do anything there. Yeah, it's just make a stroller park yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, the space, because it's mostly vertical space, it's up in yeah. the air above other things. So, but yeah, I don't know what the plan was when they were going to knock it down originally in the 90s. But, you know, it's, it's glad it's still there. It's a very cool and interesting piece of Adventureland. And I'm glad that it's still able to stick around. Um, even under a new, um, uh, you know, uh, theme, yeah. you know, as long as Not, they, they'll, yeah. they'll, I'm sure they'll have to, you know, hide that Swiska polka in there somewhere <laughs> and, you know, maybe a little nod to Tarzan in there too. When, Something when, in there. Yeah. Cause it's, it's in there now. So it's, uh, yeah. And it makes me really glad they're working on you spoke, speaking about the Pites of Caribbean area that they're trying to spread that out. That's part of what we're hearing for crowd purposes. Cause if this is become something in Canto, Oh, man, mm-hmm. the crowds will be, like you said, they're going to be a lot bigger in that area. And Andrew just mentioned before, it was a stroller parking spot. And just to to clarify, too, I'm totally happy with the idea that happened with 
Princess Tiana being in, in put in Splash Mountain, that needed to be updated as a ride. For me, it was like when I got the news, I wanted it to, to happen. Like I wanted the full scale idea. And I think I'm more scared about here. Is it an idea still? Or is it do they have like you talk about how, what do they have to put in that space? It's vertical space. Like is this fully thought out? Because you really got to pay homage to that scene if that's what you're doing. But if it's something completely different where it's like in Kanto, we don't even know like what are you going to put in there? Like I think that's pretty exciting too. I think it's going to be a, a akin to the uh, Incredicoaster rethink. <laughs> We're going to put some static figures in there. I mean, that's what's in there now. It's like okay. you turn the corner and here's a fiberglass, uh, you know, leopard or whatever he is. And it just makes some noises. And, you know, it's it's not a animatronic heavy attraction, the treehouse. Right. It's just kind of like a tour of whatever. So I'm I'm assuming it will be well done, but it will be um, on the lower budget side of things. Um, but still, you know, it's right. it's a it's a B ticket. It's not a t- it's 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 no, you know, it's not I want even... shiny things. That's what I'm saying. Hazen. I'm basically saying I want yeah, shiny. I mean, there, you some, know, there might be some, me some screens or some, some lights or or. I'm sure, we'll but I'm cool sure we'll stuff. get some yeah. kind of variation of the door. Uh, you know, when they when I first read this article, I thought to myself, man, what a really great opportunity to have. Uh, you know, they have like the the castle lightings and they have like it's a small world yes, doing stuff. Yeah. You know, yes, it, the yeah, tree, get, get it to light up. up right. <laughs> I think it would be super yeah. cool. But then I thought. By the time that it's dark enough, they're normally queuing up for things like Fantasmic, which is coming back. Mm. And there's already a bottleneck that happens in front of pirates. And the last thing you want is to create another bottleneck because people are well, hanging Adventureland out. Adventureland is just a perpetual Yeah, exactly. Oh, here yeah. We go. Sadly, that is true. But, you know, but they are working on it, so maybe they feel confident about this. Maybe. I mean, it's always going to be a tight yeah. spot, but maybe they feel good about directing traffic for this i hope I so i hope so because if they can somehow incorporate like the tree lighting or something like that i think <sighs> that would be super cool I'm but down. realistically yeah. speaking unless they can figure out the logistics with uh with just flow of traffic you know guest flow is one of the things that i think disneyland has always struggled with you know especially yeah. as it's more tight. people began to get annual passes it became tighter and tighter whenever you went. So mm-hmm. if it's going to create more of a bottleneck, I don't think they're going to do any type of show. But if they can figure out a way where they can continue guest flow at an optimal level where it doesn't become a safety hazard, I think they'll incorporate some kind of like five or ten second like tree lighting thing and then it's over. Like if you happen to be there, you're mm-hmm. there. Sort of situation, right? It's kind of like Cars Land lighting up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was thinking of the the Pixar. uh, You never, you always forget about the Pixie Fairy. Oh, Pixie Hollow that they have. Yeah, Pixie Hollow, like that one. You don't know really unless you're in that area. You don't know about the lighting of the water there and the little cool light ups in the trees, like that. Tell you what, a waste of space right there. Oh goodness. I go. mean, it's not used. Like, it's barely. It's not. It's barely yeah. ever used. Yeah. The Tinkerbell characters are not prevalent in in um you know media right now. Tinkerbell is True. you know continually, the but yeah. the rest of of the Tinkerbellaverse um <laughs> is not you know as prevalent as it once was. So that's a huge plot of land if you look at it comparatively to. You know, it's similar in size to like something like the Fantasy Fair side, which is on the mm-hmm. opposite side of the castle. 
Um, there's a big plot of land there that could be used for something. Like a house of the future, it, maybe. Maybe, you know, or, or yeah, house of the future, big giant wheel of cheese, oh, something. Mm. Okay. Well, then. Or, or... You can grow Stormbreakers. Storm Stormbreaker yes. farm. There we go. <laughs> That's the new Thor meet and greet is inside. The, the, big, the big blades of grass. Nice. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the conversion of, or the possible conversion of Tarzan's treehouse into Antonio's treehouse from Encanto. Uh, again, there isn't really an official word from Disney that this is happening. This seems to be uh, just an article that was posted in the Orange County Register. And uh, they do reference a conversation that Bob Chapek had with Lin-Manuel Miranda about bringing Encanto and the characters into the parks. But I don't know what extent they that conversation went to. Uh, they probably did talk attractions. And because of the fact that there isn't a lot of space available to build anything new, obviously they do have to take over an existing attraction. And there isn't much that you can take over that I think would fit you know, the, the narrative yeah, of Encanto, yeah. I think this is probably the best example of something that does fit that narrative. So uh, I think it's a good call. Bringing a newer IP, replacing one that, you know, just people aren't really, you know, like you said, Andrew, it's not really top of mind, you know. It's not prevalent. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's it's not like the big, one of the big ones. I mean, Tarzan's movie, I love it. Um, uh, but it's not, it, it's not in the forefront of, you know, current uh things that are going on right now and it's not considered like the beloved classic tarzan like like things like sleeping beauty or beauty right. and the beast or little mermaid snow white things like that which mostly have their own full-fledged attraction it's like if this was like the you know cusco's treehouse or whatever like that would have been gone years ago yep. <laughs> it's yep. like, you know even though i would love it but... sadly yes <laughs> Uh, all right, so the final thing we have for today's episode is uh, we got a sneak peek of the Main Street Electrical Parade and the finale sneaky, float sneaky. That, that they're bringing in. We recently talked about the finale float, and we posted some live footage of the testing over on Instagram Reels if you're interested in what that looked like. <laughs> but, yeah, it looks like we were going to be getting some characters that were inspired by It's a Small World. Uh, they did give us a little bit of information. There were a couple of Imagineers that were talking about it. And just like we said, they are inspired by It's a Small World. They were very Mary Blair-influenced and uh, it looks like depending on which side you are watching the float from, you may get a different story. So I don't know if the characters are going to be centered or if there are truly two different stories on each side. So you have to watch it twice to get everything. But uh, one thing I noticed in this sneak peek, which was about a minute long. It wasn't very long. We'll put it in the blog post, podcateers.com slash 409 if you want to check it out. But... Uh, you know, one thing I was worried about was the how vibrant the lights were going to be because we've seen what Paint the Night can bring to the table. And those are very bright. They're very saturated colors. Uh, one thing I noticed was that there was that yellowish hue that you get from standard light bulbs that you don't get with LED lights. And so it looks like they're using standard color bulbs. And if they're not, man, they nailed that original look using LEDs. 
Yeah, so um, I'm watching this video right now, and they're definitely, um, these are pixel LED uh, string lights. Um, but li like our, um, we had an off-mic conversation, I'm pretty sure it was off-mic conversation, about LED light bulbs yes. and CRI. Um, and so mm -hmm. this is kind of in, in that vein where the higher quality LED you get, the more colors you can replicate. And uh, that, you know, that gives you the opportunities to tweak those lights to look more uh, like a like an incandescent light like you're talking about or or more towards the bluer side of a, um, an LED uh, that you would typically think. But if you look at um, some of the videos, they are color changing and in, in the individual um pixels so that that gives you that information that these are the this new float is all led and i believe if i'm not mistaken that most of the parade has been converted to led i believe that might have happened in the past uh iteration of this uh, of the parade um but yeah an led upgrade but it's still in the style of the original like christmas lights that you know everybody mm -hmm. used but it's this the strings plastered everywhere it's still that style just in a more energy efficient and vibrant technology that's cool man i have to admit that i didn't know i thought they upgraded certain floats to have the led technology so that they stood out a little bit more i didn't know they did it to the entire parade uh and that they kept that look but i'll admit i was wrong I, it looks great Yes, I know I'm always joking and speaking ill of the parade because I want Paint the Night back, but I understand the charm of Main Street Electrical Parade. Don't get me wrong. I understand the nostalgic factor. I understand that it's very meaningful to a lot of people. And, you know, I, I do enjoy the parade. I have sat down and watched it. We filmed it, and it's on the Podcasters YouTube channel, as a matter of fact, from one of the 1,700 times that they ended the parade run. So... I do value the parade. You know, it is valuable to me and it is nostalgic in some ways, but it's not paint the night to me. But this float, though, I know I, I had some reservations about it and I, I said some things, but I will be the first to admit I was wrong. The float looks amazing as far as what we've seen so far. Yeah, I think for when I see these first images, I, I, I. I want to see it with my eyes. I'm not saying nothing looks that it doesn't look amazing. It does. The colors that you guys talked about in that side conversation really did like <laughs> we went real and deep dive on how these lights work. And, and now I know watching something with the LED and the brightness that you get that you see in the light makes a difference. And I'm just excited again to see something at night that even though I guess the Main Street, you know, electrical parade's been a while, a while it's been around. I think what the thing is that this reimagination of it, that they're trying to, like you said earlier, Hazen, bring things back with a little bit of enough of a twist that once you want you make you want to come back and share that memory with whoever your family members are. So that's, I think, for me, I, I really want to see it in person again. And it's, it's done that trick. It did do the trick. Uh, for me to be like, well, I will take a look just to see what it is. And the floats, I mean, they really, I would say they're, I, I'm not usually the word to use cute, but the new things look cute. They just have that real nice design that you kind of replicate and you see these things when they reimagine them to uh, a theme of, 
Encanto or the theme of Moana, you know, you just, you really fall in love with it again in a different aspect that works well in a parade at night. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I, I'm looking forward to getting an opportunity to seeing this in person. I know that as soon as I see it, I'm just going to like fall for it hook, line and sinker, you know, (laughs) there, the Disney magic, I think regardless of how people feel about it, you know, Disney does know how to, you know, bring in their audience and Disney knows how to cater to the feelings that people have about things like this. And especially when you can make a connection with things like the Main Street Electrical Parade. I think in the video of the teaser, they actually say something along the lines of it's something that's generationless almost that you know with every generation can appreciate it and they enjoy it and stuff the here I'm, i just came across it. it says this is why um i think this is one of the most important aspects of why the parade resonates with so many generations it's past a passed down experience it's about joy it resonates the same way as it did in year one as it did in year 50 thank you and and that's exactly what i've always talked about right that for a lot of people, the Main Street Electrical Parade isn't this like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. It's so vibrant. It's like the highest technology. It has nothing to do with that to them. It's a connection that they have because when they were just children. Exactly. And so now you add just enough that you're like, oh, well, now this parade that I grew up with, I can share with my kids you know, and now their kids are going to see this parade that their parents fell in love with when they were kids. Now there's enough characters and enough of something that's new to the kids that they're going to be like, I love the Main Street Electrical Parade because I saw whatever character, mm-hmm. you know, when I saw that parade for the first time. So right. I, I get what they're doing and I understand it. Disney knows how to to play with your heartstrings and that's what they're about right that's what disney magic is about i'm not saying it's a bad thing i fall for it every single time you know i i'm i'm part of that yeah i'm part of the people that fall for that thing that's why we do this that's why we talk disney because we're in right we're in the thick of it um but yeah even i knowing that i appreciate and love paint the night more than this parade can say that it's just not the this same one field, man though. i know it's, it's definitely it's like... not but given the differences i can appreciate what they've done with this one and that parade float looks great for what it is in this parade exactly and it's the yep. return of you know the blue fairy too you know yeah used true. to start it true. blue fairy's ending it now and and to answer your question hazen uh from like 10 minutes ago um it does look like <laughs> that each side is going to uh be a little bit different of this long float so one side like to the, come back yeah the first section um you know one side is uh coco and then the other side is Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so the like the lower sections looks like it has um, representations of of a icon from the the film or like it looks like Tiana's is like a riverboat um, and things like that. So it looks like a lot of them are, you know, you can kind of see the back of like of of Miguel's head <laughs> when you're on the other other side. The other side. But you don't get yeah. the full experience. So, yeah, you get it's kind of a d- uh, double sided thing from seeing this video right on yep 
Well, we'll share it in the blog post, but we'll also share it on Discord. So if you're not part of the community, make sure that you sign up. Again, signing up is super simple. You can either click on the link in the blog post, podcateers.com slash 409, or you can go to our pinned Instagram story to sign up there. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this new float that's coming and what your thoughts are of this particular uh, addition to the parade. Uh, did you grow up with this one? Is this your parade? If not, what is your parade? You know, I, I've been always very vocal that Pink the Night is mine. Uh, but, you know, I guess it just depends on when you started going to the park and what your first Disney parade experience was. You know, there's many eras where certain parades didn't exist. Like, I'm sure that there's people that are like, Soundational is my parade. You know, or people are like, oh, the Hercules, Hercules victory parade. Yeah, victory is mine. You know? or, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's, deep yeah, it just depends on when you started going to the park and what you connected with at the time. So uh, I think it's going to be a great conversation. So uh, I think that's a great place to end this episode. We had a lot of, of great things that we had an opportunity to talk about. And again, Oof, it's a long one. It is. It is a long one. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in with us, folks. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up for this one. New Quizneyland this week. Andrew, a yep. uh, little bit of a sneak peek of what we're getting in this week's episode. Yeah, I wrote it down this time because I always forget. <laughs> and nice. So I wrote it down on a piece of paper. So we're talking about pigeons. We're talking Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, we're talking <laughs> Primeval World. And we're talking Disneyland Paris. Right. So those on. are our topics for this nice. week on Quizneyland. On Quizneyland. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do the echo. I can't. I can't even. <laughs> so that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. See ya. For the love of Thor and Thunder. For the love of <laughs> Thunder! Oh, Thor and Thor! <laughs> Strange! <laughs>